your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, the mum of uh, Limerick boxer Kevin Sheehy describes herself as being re-traumatised following a decision to transfer her son's killer to a UK prison. Tracy Tully has launched a petition following the news and wants your help. And she joins me on the line right now to tell us a bit more about it. Uh, Good morning to you, Tracy. Good morning, Joe. Tracy, I only was thinking of Kevin last week because I I passed that wonderful mural to him and I'd say lots of people around Limerick do the same when when they see it. Yeah, it's absolutely fabulous, isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. And, and, you know, there he was, full of his health, incredibly fit young man, um, a a boxer already well-known, but certainly with stardom ahead as well. Oh, yes, yeah, 100% stardom. So, yeah. Tracy, as his mum, I mean, how are you coping day to day? Um, it's a struggle every day, every single day, Joe. Um, um, we're just completely re-traumatised all over again. Bringing the trial, it's like um, catapulting you backwards, you know, instead of being able to go forward a little bit, you know. So, like, every day, it's one day at a time, like, at the moment. I'm very tired now as well. I'm drained after all of this. Of course you are, yeah. And and when we get to that in just a second, but for people who wouldn't have known Kevin, tell us a little bit about the kind of young fella he was growing up, the the character he was. Um, When he was very young, he was very very shy when he was young. Um, A lot of people wouldn't have known that about Kevin. And that was kind of one of the reasons we introduced him into sports and he just excelled and he was very funny and very giddy and he had great sense of humour and he was just our, my best friend. Right. So obviously when he got beyond the shyness, you know, he was very popular with his friends and all of that. Yeah, it was nice to see the change, you know, to see the confidence grow as, you know, as he was getting older, like. And would you point to sport as a big part of it? Oh, massively, yeah, big, very big part of you, and just the friends and the group of people he, you know, like the boxing world, they're so close, like, yeah, great friends in the sport, yeah. Tracy, did Kevin focus on boxing specifically, or were there a lot of other sports? Oh, there was, there was lots of sports, there was rugby, soccer, he excelled in all sports, um, but we had to choose, you had to kind of, when you go to charger, they have to kind of pick one or two sports, so it was boxing he was he loved boxing from a very young age right and, and what age would he be when he got serious about the boxing um about 15 i'd say right yeah and, and was it pretty obvious to you the family to the people around him that he was a special boxing talent yes uh, very obvious uh, from a very very young age really yeah, he's heavyweight. Like he was always bigger and taller than all his friends, and he, he was—he always stood out. Kevin did always. And, and you know, people see heavyweights at times, and you know, who don't follow boxing closely, and can kind of think, "Oh, well, sure, for heavyweights, it's kind of standing in the middle of the ring and just throwing punches." But he had a lot of the skills as well, I suppose. Oh yes, um, he did. He was—he was a very good boxer, and. He was like he was fighting grown men at a very young age because he was so big. So um, it's it's interesting. Like he was he was very good. 
Right. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, a big part of boxing is avoiding being hit <laughs> more, yeah. more than hitting. You know, people think sometimes miss that about it. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, Kevin, your son, was your best friend. Talk to us a little bit about your relationship. Oh, we were. I was twenty when I when I had Kevin, so I was a young mum and grown up. And then he was going to be a dad at twenty. So um, growing up, we kind of grew up together a little bit, I think, as well. And he's greatly missed here at, in our home. Myself and Cassidy missed our big brother. Um, it was just the three of us at home, and yeah. he was he was everything to us, Joe. Of course. Yeah. And I, su- I suppose, Tracy, the point being that, you know, to lose a son in any circumstances is just so ter- ter- terrible. Oh. But in, yeah. in these particular circumstances, it just must be horrendous. Like, there's a big, like, no one will ever understand or ever should have to understand this feeling, this the pain that my family are going through and that I am going through. And it's not sympathy I'm looking for at all. I'm looking for empathy, just to know, just in the knowing how it feels. You know, to wake up, I cry, I scream into my pillow every morning, Joe, for the last, coming up on three years now. Um, I cry down the phone to my sisters every morning. That's an everyday occurrence now in my life, like. Really? Yes, Joe. Yeah, my heart is broken, like. So you, you scream into your pillow every morning? Every morning. I cry, I will cry every day. Every day I've cried for almost three years now, like. And there's days, then there's times where you're in a stage, it's called frozen. That's what it feels like. You don't know if you're hungry, if you're tired, you you just don't know. It. You can't feel anything. And that's very, that's, and until you recognize that it is a frozen stage you're going through, it's very hard to get through that stage. There's so many different stages to grief. Yeah. And when you recognize the stage like trauma, you feel like, oh, I'm going to have to get past this now. But you can be re-traumatized just like I have at any stage. And are you um, are you getting help? And how's all that working for you? I, I have, um, I've had, I've linked in with a very good um, counsellor um, from day one. And it, he has helped me so much. In just little words, Joel, could be just like one one word could change your whole day, you know. And it, you have to be very gentle. And I just want to live a very quiet, peaceful, or try to live a quiet life. And um, my the, whole, the highlight of my week should have been this week was building a little fairy garden with my granddaughter. That's all I want to do, not this. I feel like I've been just catapulted into a world that I don't even understand. I'm not a public speaker, you know? Sure. Yeah, um, so. and, and, and of course, you know, um, Kevin, he left a child behind, didn't he? Yes, um, she was born on the 2nd of August and Kevin was murdered on the 1st of July. Yeah, so it was literally a month. Um, she's almost three now, but bless her, yeah, she's beautiful. So the individual jailed for life for um, this terrible crime, Logan Jackson, um, who's in his 30s, he was jailed last December. Uh, He's currently being held in Limerick Prison. But what did you discover recently that has, I think you've said, re-traumatised you? 
Um, we only discovered um, last Saturday evening I was dropping my granddaughter home and my daughter-in-law Emma told had to give me the news that he has been he's been he's been granted to be extradited to his own country. Now to me that's a privilege. Um, and we didn't know about it. He's only five months into his sentence. Like my son has no privileges, Joe. I have no privileges. I don't understand how they made this decision without considering the families or even just even our grief a little bit. I never wanted to hear his name as long as I lived. And now I, it's just everywhere. Um, Logan Jackson. Um, I, it's of no comfort to me ever. Um, the thoughts of him, you know, like a lot of people were saying to me, but he'll still be incarcerated. It's not the point, Joe. He may, he did the... He, it's a privilege, I think. It's just a, a privilege for him. Uh, and Tracy, I mean, what was it like for you in court? I'll be honest, it was like I was watching myself on a Netflix show. It was surreal. It didn't feel real. None of it felt real. But you have to deal with it. And I was trying to deal with it then afterwards, you know, and take my time and ease myself back in, you know. Um, but it was, it was, it was awful. And in court, we had to, we found out first uh, there, that was the first time we heard about my son's injuries yes. and the extent of of how how he was run over. Yeah. Um, and, and do you, I mean, do you, do you feel... Emotions towards Logan Jackson or, or what? I I don't feel anything towards that man at all. No. Right. Uh, so he's in Limerick. Prison. We don't know him. We know nothing about him. That's no, I, I, I understand. But, yeah. but what, what I'm wondering about is he's in Limerick prison and he has applied for and and you understand he's been granted permission to been move granted, to England yes. to to serve the rest of his sentence in an English jail. Mm. Right. Well, he can see his family, can see him, his children can see him. My son's, my son's baby girl has never even got to meet her daddy. He, my son's, he took away my rights. He took away my son's privileges on that night on the first of July. Like, okay. Uh, so, who have you been talking to since you discovered this news last weekend? Um, TDs and we were speaking to Willie D. Willie O. D. Been great help now, to be quite honest. Um, my sisters now have been just amazing. Like um, they just started. I was so I didn't know what to do or what if there was anything that could be done. To be honest, so I was just sitting there all day Sunday, and my sisters were whipping out laptops and phones and emails, and they were just they were amazing. So they've got the word out there, and they set up the petition and went from there like are there any answers coming from the prison service or the Department of Justice yet as to why Logan Jackson has been granted this transfer Um, we tried to ring the prison service but they they didn't want to speak about it so we've sent an email to the Minister for Justice so we're hoping to hear a reply soon to the email and we've also sent a letter But as of this morning, this Friday morning, you are still in the dark I'm, about it. I'm still in the dark. I'm, I'm still now. My um, now my sleep pattern is no sleep at all. <laughs> it's actually going from you can't get out of bed to actually walking around ha- haunting my own house with worry and fear. I 
really, I feel it's really disrespectful to my son if this goes ahead. What are you asking Limerick Today listeners to do? I'm just asking them for, I'm actually pleading now for sympathy at this stage. And this is something I never wanted to be, you know, pleading for. Like, nobody wants to be, nobody wants to be pitied or, you know, no one wants that for the rest of their life. Like, this is our lives now and it, it it's affecting us. And I, I'm pleading for everyone. If you see the petition to sign it, and we really appreciate it. Okay, and just, it's online you're saying, so is it easy enough it's to online. find? Yeah, it's very easy to find. It's kind of, I'm not on Facebook myself right now, but my sisters have brought it out and they've posted it and it's, it's it should be very easy to find. Right. And Paul, for example, has just WhatsApped us on 0861239595 listening to you this morning, Tracy, to say our government and our justice system should be ashamed and embarrassed. How much more can Kevin's family suffer? Have they not suffered enough? Uh, This is an absolutely horrible uh, decision. And another listener says, I'm in tears listening to Tracy this morning. It's not fair. It's not good enough, says uh, another Limerick mum. Uh, well, uh, Tracy, I mean, first of all, obviously, you know, our, our, our deepest and ongoing sympathies on um, this. It's it just a terrible, terrible situation for you and for the family. Um, and and uh, may Kevin rest in peace. And we obviously will continue to follow this very closely. Uh, we'll stay in touch with you. I know, as you say, your family uh, are doing a huge amount uh, about it as well. And we certainly will, too, be asking um, the relevant individuals, departments and politicians um, about it over the next few days. And, oh, thank and, you. And you might uh, keep us updated as well, if you don't We mind. will, of course, Joe. Yeah. Thanks a million. Thanks for your help. And thanks to everyone that has been signing and all the help we've been receiving so far. I think we've up to nearly... Two two and a half thousand or three thousand so far in just a couple of days. So we're we're lucky. Like all right, okay. Listen, take care of yourself. Tracy, thank you very much for talking to me this morning. Thank you, thank you. you. That's uh, Tracy Tully there, who is mum of uh, the late Limerick boxer Kevin Shee. Your views, your news, your Limerick today.